You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. When we think of the British, the French, and the Russians fighting against the Ottoman Empire, we think of World War I. When millions of soldiers joined forces and took up arms to combat the growing international threat. We tend to forget, however, that these allies banded together once before in order to help a country and a culture in need. It was 1821, and the Greeks had been living under the Ottomans' thumb for over 400 years. Some Greeks had done well working within the empire. They'd grown wealthy and gained status as peers to the powers that be. But underneath, the lower classes felt the full brunt of the empire on their throats. Heavy taxes kept them in poverty, and their cultural identity was being strangled. An underground movement of Greek nationalism started brewing among the people. They had tried to revolt before, but their efforts had always failed due to infighting and a lack of numbers. To those at the top, a revolution meant the loss of everything they'd earned. Though they'd gained their freedom, they couldn't bear to start over at the bottom again. The peasants, though, they didn't mind. A fresh start would be good for everyone, and once they were free, it would mean a better life for all Greeks, not just a select few. But they had to be smart about it. A handful of Greek organizers got wise and realized they'd never be able to beat their Turkish oppressors with a head-on assault. If they ever hoped to win back their independence, their plan of attack had to happen when the Turks weren't expecting it. Except the Turks were expecting it, by way of a little birdie who let them in on the secret. So the Greeks moved the date of their uprising up by a few weeks, and soon cities all over the country took up arms against the empire. As is common in war, it's very easy for a foreign power to destroy a defending country's culture. Bullets and fire consume many important buildings as the battle rages on, but the Greeks worked tirelessly to preserve the things that made up their identity, to not let the Turks destroy them. Paintings, sculptures, books, and other cultural touchstones were carried away and stored for safekeeping out of the line of fire. Fighting was kept away from important architectural sites as much as possible. Unfortunately, it was their determination to conserve their history that made the Greeks such an easy target for the Turks. As the war raged on, armed masses took on Turkish garrisons with great success, forcing them out of the cities and into the parts of the country the Greeks had hoped to keep off limits. At the same time, Ottoman resources started getting scarce, especially ammunition. But the Turks saw an opportunity in their predicament. While they couldn't tackle the scores of angry Greeks coming after them, they could kill the next best thing, their culture. The Turks began tearing down the columns of the Parthenon in order to get at the lead inside, which could be melted down and made into bullets. 
The Greeks knew what would happen if they lost the war and their legacy to the Ottoman Empire. All traces of them would be wiped off the planet, and their contributions to the world might be lost forever. So the Greeks tried a new tactic to get them to stop harvesting the Parthenon. They gave them their ammo. That's right, the Greek forces handed over their own bullets to the enemy, just so that they would leave one of their greatest cultural landmarks alone. And it worked. The Turks managed to bounce back thanks to the Greeks' donation. They also gained a little extra help from their Egyptian allies and almost robbed the Greeks of their freedom. That is, until England, France, and Russia joined in on the revolution. Eleven years later, with the rest of the world by their side, the Greeks were able to negotiate their independence from Ottoman rule. And thanks to their generosity, the Parthenon, or at least what's left of it, is still standing today. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Turn on the news today, and outside of the latest political turmoil, you'll probably see Mother Nature terrorizing some part of the world. 
Volcanoes in Indonesia triggering devastating tsunamis. Tornadoes in the Midwest reducing homes to nothing but splinters. And perhaps the most destructive of all, catastrophic forest fires in California that have burned entire neighborhoods to ash. And let's not forget the Category 5 hurricanes that have all but wiped entire islands off the map. It's enough to make you think the end of the world is close at hand. Well, such assumptions are nothing new. And if you lived in New England in 1780, you might have thought the same thing. The skies from Maine to New Jersey had been yellow in the days leading up to the bizarre events that occurred on May 19th. The region had just emerged from one of the coldest winters ever recorded, and warmth was still hard to come by, even as spring had begun to bloom. But instead of a bright golden sun up above, it shone red during the day, giving way to a pinkish moon at night. Down below, rivers and lakes were blackened with soot, and signs of smoke were all around. Given that we were still hundreds of years away from social media and 24 news coverage, people came up with all sorts of reasons as to what they thought was happening, and many jumped to the same conclusion. The end of days was nigh. Then, on May 19th, the symptoms that had plagued New England for the last several days culminated in a strange and extraordinary phenomenon. The sky went completely dark. A thick fog enveloped the northeastern United States and parts of Canada for over a day. Reports came in from upstate New York, where the sun wasn't rising. In parts of Massachusetts and Connecticut, candles were required from 2 p.m. onward. And it wasn't just the people who were affected. Roosters had no idea what time it was and crowed in the middle of the afternoon. Crickets chirped as though night had fallen early. Cows retired to their stalls believing the day to be over. And farmers couldn't tell the difference between manure and the ash that had fallen, inches thick in some places. Clergy believed the day of judgment had arrived, and people flooded churches to confess their sins. The less religious fled to taverns where they filled their bellies with drink, and cavorted with women as they tried to forget that tomorrow just might not come. All manner of explanations were tossed around as to the cause of the darkness, everything from planetary movements and meteor strikes to God's anger toward the Revolutionary War. No one at the time had any real insight into why the skies had suddenly turned black. But we know better today. Based on the records of the events and the eyewitness reports at the time, we can make more informed assumptions as to what transpired on that fateful day. But we also have the trees. Yeah, trees. You see, trees can tell us a lot about history thanks to their growth rings. Researchers examining the growth rings on trees in Ontario, Canada, noticed extensive scar damage on some of the inner rings from when the trees were young. From those scars, they were able to deduce that an enormous forest fire in that area may have caused the darkness that fell upon New England back in 1780. Today, our forest fires are certainly dangerous, and they have been known to cause miles and miles of destruction. Thanks to news networks and social media, we know just how horrific they can be to live through, and many of us have friends or family who have been touched by those events. Which puts the dark day of May 1780 into real perspective. A fire so massive that it left inches of ash all over New England and blotted out the sun for an entire day. Combine that with those eerie red sunsets that led up to the darkness, it's frightening to imagine just how bad that blaze must have been 
to have left such destruction and chaos in its wake. And thanks to the unpredictability of the world we live in, it also leaves us with a chilling thought. What if something that massive happened again? Let's hope we never find out. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.